Welcome, saints, pilgrims, aliens. <laughs> oh, Megan, I feel privileged. I got a microphone with her name on it. That's good stuff. Uh, last week, we began a study in the book of Galatians. So we'll continue in that tonight. Pastor launched us out into the deep. And as Kim's Sunday school class says, deeper roots. I want you to understand the deeper things. And I want you to be prepared. Because there's going to come false teachers. Paul talked about he talked about it in Corinthians and Philippians and and uh, just said, warning, beware. So did Jude. Jude said, when I came to you, I wanted to talk to you about the common salvation, but I couldn't because there was a need. So last week, one of Pastor Dyer's key verses was, I marvel. I'm amazed. I'm bewildered beyond measure that you're so quickly departed from the gospel that I preached. And Galatians is, and I, I'm going to throw a lot of geography at you tonight, so uh, I wasn't real good at history, but uh, I was decent at geography. I found out when I was in high school that Knoxville is not a state. Knoxville is a city in the state of Tennessee. So as we study, uh, there's a camera above, and I hope they don't get the un unseen things that we don't need to see, but uh, Brother Josh has assured me that he can come down and focus. He's, he's about to get there. Do I need to turn anything or... Slip slide. That's okay. Uh, how many of you have been to the Dollar Tree? Me. And uh, everywhere. Well, they are now called the Dollar Tree Plus because you go in there and everything's not a dollar. There's some things that's a dollar and a quarter. I found that out. I said, hey, what happened to my. Lavoris, and what happened to my stuff that I get here for a dollar? They said, well, we're now the Dollar Tree Plus. Well, in the book of Galatians, the Judaizers who came in behind Paul tried to make it Jesus Plus. You've got to have the gospel, but you've got to have Jesus Plus. You've got to do all these rites and rituals circumcision, uh, all the different things that goes along with the law. And we'll get to it in chapter 3 and 4 about the law was our school teacher to lead us or bring us to Jesus. So as we read in chapter 1, we have to realize that Paul is writing. He's a little bit upset. I would say he's almost angry. He's writing angry. He's saying, 
you're questioning my authority and my apostleship, and you're questioning this, and you're saying you, you've got to do this, but in addition, you've got to do this other stuff. In chapter 2, Derek, I think, is going to get into chapter 2. He wanted to do chapter 3, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you, who have led you astray. But next week, we'll talk a little bit about Peter. And Peter was one of Jesus' right-hand disciples of the inner circle, John, James, Peter, and maybe sometimes Andrew. But Peter was one who sometimes responded out of fear. And Paul confronts him in chapter 2. And he said he's to be blamed because the, the gospel that he learned from Christ, he's now not practicing what he's preaching. And he said, I had to confront him. Now, the gospel... Uh, there's a couple of definitions. One definition is in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to read that, but I'm going to try to see if I can read another definition or another definition. But the gospel means good news. Jesus paid the price or the penalty for our sin when he gave his life on the cross. He spoke seven statements from the cross. Seven. And the seventh one was three words. It is finished. It's done. It's paid in full. Our Savior said, I paid the price for your sin and for your sickness. The same that blood that saves us, delivers us. The same blood that delivers us, heals us. And we are saved by the blood of Christ. And the gospel says that all we need to do to have eternal life is to believe and trust that his sacrifice was enough. And in the Old Testament, there's a name, uh, Jehovah El Shaddai, which means he's the strong-breasted one. He's more than enough, more than sufficient. Jesus paid the price, the penalty, so that we could go free. So as we read and as we look, we're going to go back in some in Acts to bring clarification from some of the places that Paul is speaking from and about. But chapter 1, verses 1 through 10, Pastor Paul uh, went over that last week, so I'm going to begin in verse 11 of Galatians chapter 1. And Galatians is one of the earliest books that was written. Paul probably could have wrote that song that Tim McGraw sings, In My Next 30 Years, because from the time he was saved and knocked off his horse, he spent about 30 years in prison. In prison. He was in, in prison for a while, but in ministry. And he was basically unknown the first 17 years. We'll get to that in chapter 1. But Galatians is one of the early books that he wrote. Uh, also James, he didn't write that, but in the New Testament, First and Second Thessalonians, First and 2 Corinthians, 
are some of the early books that Paul penned under the influence and inspiration of the Holy Ghost. But in chapter 1 of Galatians, beginning at verse 11, But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. There wasn't a man that revealed it to me. Paul was very zealous. He was enthusiastic. He gave it all he got. When he was, he was a Pharisee, a Hebrew of Hebrews, the word says. He was an Israelite from the tribe of Benjamin. And he was a Pharisee who studied at the feet of Gamaliel. And so he knew the law. Couldn't follow it. None of us can. But he preached the gospel. But he was on his way with letters from Jerusalem to Damascus. And when you get into the geography, Paul was pretty much all over the place. But he goes and he's on his way. And I think Acts chapter 9 talks about his salvation. He's on his way to arrest anyone that's preaching Jesus in Damascus. Now, when you speak of the Holy Land or Israel, often I'll say, we've been everywhere from Dan to Beersheba. That's pretty much from north to south. But in Lebanon is north of Dan, and Damascus is north of Lebanon, northeast of Lebanon. And uh, Paul was on his way. And the last verse in Galatians chapter 1, he pretty much sums it up rather distinctly. I'm going to jump over there for a, for a second, but he says in verse 23, But they had heard only that he which per persecuted us in times past now preacheth the faith which once he destroyed. And they glorified God in me. So he said, I was so zealous and was so enthusiastic and excited that I was going to get these naysayers and these people who were getting this blasphemy and this heresy and this different gospel out. Or uh, I was on my way to arrest them and bring them back bound. And the word says in Acts that he was actually standing near when Stephen was stoned. And he says he was consenting to his death. Now, that's the King James Version, but basically he was excited that a Christian had been killed. He was excited about it. And his name was Saul. Now, Saul means ask for. Remember King Saul, when Samuel got his feelings hurt, when the people said, we want a king so we can be like all these other nations. And... Uh, Samuel said, hmm, you're asking for it. So man looks on the outside. Saul, he, Saul was tall <laughs> in the Old Testament. Saul is small or dwarfish or little, which is the Roman word for Saul is Paul. So Saul was consenting to the death or the binding of anybody who was preaching Jesus. 
<clears throat> and of course, if you follow in Acts, you know Pentecost is coming up and, and uh, the Holy Ghost fell in the upper room on the very early on the first day of the week. Cloven tongue, you know the, the scriptures. But Paul wasn't around at that. I mean, he was, he was living, but he wasn't in that congregation. So here is Paul, a Pharisee, a Hebrew of Hebrews, one that's on his way to Damascus and gets knocked off his high horse. And Jesus says, why are you persecuting me? He said, who are you? What, what, uh... And you know the story, how that uh, others, he got knocked off his horse and was blinded, had to be led by the hand uh, over on St Straight Street. So here he is, and Ananias, the Lord speaks to him. And let me tell you, uh, Brother Steve, the Lord can speak to you and at the same time speak to Brother Hal and may have the same message. Remember when Peter was over in Joppa? Joppa, uh, Joppa was the place where Jonah caught a boat to go as far west as he could go, 2,500 miles, instead of going the 500 miles to the east to Nineveh. But that's a different study. But Peter was in Jaffa, and uh, he got a vision from the Lord. And, you know, there was another time when Peter said not so. There were unclean or common animals that came down on a sheet and the Lord said, rise and eat. Three times Peter said, not so, Lord. I have not eaten things that are common or unclean. I eat kosher food, holy food. And God said, don't you call common what I have called, don't you call uncommon what I've called acceptable you to eat. At the same time, down in, I think it's Caesarea Maritime, there's two Antiochs, two Caesareas, two or three Bethlehems, so when you start reading and looking at the different places, but over in Caesarea, the Lord was speaking to Cornelius and said, hey, there's a guy named Paul or Peter that is over in Jaffa living at Simon the Tanner's house, send for him and have him come back and, and talk to you guys. So he sends an entourage up to get Peter. And Peter and six brethren come back with him. Well, they're there in Cornelius' house. And Peter says, okay, here I am. The Lord spoke to me and said, come with you. And Cornelius said, okay, God told me to send for you. Now say what you're going to say. Peter says, what, what are you talking about? So they, they had both been spoken to by God, and they had this meeting. And so Paul started preaching, or Peter. No, I better keep my Peters and my Pauls separate. But Peter started preaching, and 
before he had a chance to give the altar call, the Holy Ghost fell and filled the Gentiles with the Holy Ghost. And he said, huh, God, I guess that's my message, that you're not just for the, for the Jews, but for the Gentiles also. And so here comes Paul later on in Acts, gets saved, and he goes on his first missionary journey. And I guess in chapter 13 is when he begins that journey. Uh, and I've got a picture of it here, but we'll, we'll talk about it here in a minute. But here is Paul, and he's saying the gospel is to be preached. And like I say in verse 6, he says, I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. He talks about another gospel because when he left Galatia after his first missionary journey and goes back, there are Judaizers, people, false teachers that were coming in and saying, okay, Jesus is okay, but you've got to have Jesus plus circumcision. You have Jesus plus these rituals these Jewish customs and laws. Follow it. Got to have it. And Paul says, I can't believe it. How dare they? How dare they say that there's another gospel, that it's Jesus plus something else. Jesus is enough. Jesus is sufficient. Jesus is it. And he says, which is not another Verse 7, but there be some that trouble you that would pervert the gospel of Christ. He said, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. So he says it again. He says, and Pastor did a great job last week of talking about the authority of Paul, the apostleship of Paul. And Paul says, on down in verse 11, he says, I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. Man didn't call me, even though I studied under a great teacher, Gamaliel, even though I was very zealous and energized in my efforts. But Jesus knocked me off my horse and has saved me and knocked the scales off my eyes and has filled me with the Holy Ghost. He's the one who called me. He's the one who gave me the authority. Not man. Verse 12, he says, For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. For ye have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it and profited in the Jews' religion, religion above, above many my equals in mine own nation being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions 
of my father's. He said, he said, I was all over it. He said, I was on fire for God. But he said, I was following the traditions of my father's. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, and called me by His grace to reveal His Son in me that I might preach Him among the heathen, or the Gentiles, me and you. Immediately, I conferred not with flesh and blood. I didn't start asking around saying, hey, is this what Jesus was the one who called me and gave me this revelation? He's the one that gave me this grace. He said, neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me. But I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. So he's on his way from Jerusalem to Damascus and he gets knocked off his horse. He gets saved. So when he gets saved and gets this revelation from Jesus Christ and gets led by the hand and is blind, then he ends up going to Damascus. And he, when he goes from Damascus, he bypassed Jerusalem and went down into Arabia. And he was there, I think, for three years. Because he says, I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him 15 days. Went and stayed with Peter for two weeks and a day. But other of the apostles saw I none, save James, the Lord's brother or half-brother or step-brother, same mother, different father. So he said, I talked with Peter and stayed with him for two weeks. I learned about his meeting with Cornelius and how that the Jews were actually going to kill Peter for preaching this gospel. But when he explained to, the, to them and said, Hey, God showed me it's not just for Jews only, it's for the Gentiles also. He explained it, and they, they said, okay, we'll, we'll buy that. So here Paul was with Peter. Now Peter was the one, you remember when Christ was being tried, that he was there warming his hands and looking, looking on and denied Christ three times because of his fear. He was so afraid that a little girl said, yeah, I believe that's one of them, that's him. And he cursed and said, he don't know who Jesus is. And of course, the gospel, one of the gospels says that Peter caught eyes with Jesus when the rooster crowed and went out and wept bitterly. So Peter has had this Cornelius experience now in Acts chapter 10, I believe. It was after Paul was saved. So Paul goes up, stays with him 15 days. But in chapter 2, we'll read next week, or maybe the next, well, the next week would be the men's and the women's meeting. But next week, we might get into chapter 2 a little bit more where Paul confronts Peter because when Peter 
went to uh, here in Galatians, Paul confronts him because he was going back into some of the rites and the rituals of the Jews. And Paul just basically says, Hey, Peter, was the grace of Christ in vain? Was it done for nothing? I can't believe that you have even departed because the elders or the church fathers are questioning on it and you're just going right back into it. So he says, he met with him for 15 days, abode with him. And he also saw James, the Lord's brother, the author of the book of James. Besides, well, the Holy Ghost was the author. He said, now the things which I write unto you, behold, before God I lie not. I'm not lying. I'm telling you the truth. Afterwards, verse 21, I came into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. So after he goes into Arabia, comes back to Damascus, then he goes into Syria, which is between Damascus and Tarsus. Tarsus is in Cilicia. And so he goes to Syria and then he goes back home into Cilicia where Tarsus is. Paul of Tarsus. And was unknown by face under the churches of Judea which were in Christ. But they had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past, now preacheth the faith which once he destroyed. And they glorified God in me. So for Paul's preaching, he stayed zealous. He stated 110% to God. But now he was preaching the gospel. And he said, you Galatians, he said, I can't believe that you're getting tricked. And you're falling by the wayside, and you are going elsewhere. Now, chapter 2, verse 1, he says, Then fourteen years after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, and took Titus with me also. So, seventeen years, he was basically an unknown uh, among the Jerusalem lights, the Jews. And he says he took with him Barnabas. Barnabas, the word says in Acts chapter 4, was a good man, full of the Holy Ghost and of faith. The, not, the word they use uh, before Barnabas is Joseph, which means, and Barnabas means son of consolation. I don't know if you all have ever seen a, a final four in basketball or in the football playoffs, the final four teams, or in girls' women's basketball, they have two semifinal games, and they have a championship game. In some tournaments, they have what they call a consolation game. Consoles the losers of the, of the semifinals, 
and names who is the third place team or who is the third best team. So Barnabas was one who consoled and one who, he was a Pharisee also. But Paul took him with him when he went to see the church fathers. He also took Titus. Titus was a Greek. Titus wasn't circumcised. Titus didn't know about all the law and Moses and all the things prior. But Paul takes him to Jerusalem to the church fathers, and he says, see this boy right here? Titus, he's saved. Tell him he's not a Christian. Tell him he's not saved. So you folks who are preaching a apostate or a false doctrine, you're going to have to get with the program and know that the gospel is Jesus is enough. Jesus is more than enough. So, next week we'll get into chapter 2 a little bit more in chapter 3, but let's go back and look now at Acts to see some of the things that happened before or during that first missionary journey. In Galatia, there are more than one church. Galatia is an, is, a, is an area, a province, a, a state, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but it's got, in Galatia, it's got Antioch. Antioch was the, what many believe was the capital of Galatia. And it's West Antioch. His first missionary journey started in Antioch on the eastern side. So he jumps in a ship and goes from Antioch down to Cyprus. And then he goes to Paphos. And before he gets ready to go up toward Galatia, John Mark, who, is, who went with Barnabas and Paul, we're going to read about where the Holy Ghost spake and said, separate me for the work. Separate to me Paul and Barnabas. And John Mark went with them. So let's go back to Acts chapter 12. at the end, where it says in verse 24 of chapter 12, toward the end of it, it says, But the word of God grew and multiplied, and Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry and took with them John Mark, John whose surname was Mark. And then Paul begins his first missionary journey. And on his first missionary journey, he visits several of the churches of Galatia. So when you're reading about Galatians, you sometimes have to go back to Acts to get a little background. So in chapter 13 and 14 is the first missionary journey of Paul. 
He says, now there were in the church that was at Antioch. This is in East Antioch. Certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, who was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manaen, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. And they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Paul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them away. So they, being sent forth, an apostle, evangelist means sent. So here Paul saying, I'm an apostle. I've been sent forth, telling the Galatians. But they departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogue of the Jews. They had also John Mark to their minister. Verse 6 says, And when they had gone through the isle of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus. So in verse 9, Saul, who's also called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him because he was a sorcerer, a seducer. And he said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. So they leave, for, from, leave Cyprus and go to Perga, and into the area of southern Galatia, I guess it is. <clears throat> Verse 13 says, Now when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Perga in Pamphylia. And John Mark departed from them, returned to Jerusalem. He left. So, believe it or not, even in that first century church, they had arguments. They had disputings. They had disagreements. It got so intense that on their second missionary journey, Paul says, we ain't taking John Mark again. He got homesick, and he left us and went back home to Jerusalem. Barnabas says, oh, yeah, we're going to take him. I think he was his cousin, cousin John Mark. So he was determined to take him. So... The dispute was so great that Paul went with Silas and Barnabas went with John Mark. So that's why you read about later on, second missionary journey, Paul and Silas. And there's a lesson for another time, but when Paul and Silas were on their way going to the north, north of Asia Minor, Paul saw a vision a man from Macedonia saying, come over here. And of course, we read and we know 
about the Macedonian call, and I believe that the person that Paul saw was the jailer at that Macedonian jail. When, they're, when, they, when they got there and saw that jail, they sang songs at midnight, were chained, and, and uh, so here they are. Paul and Silas singing at midnight. And an earthquake comes and, and separates them or shakes it all. And, and the jailer says would have killed himself or taken his own life. But Paul sprang in with the light and said, hey, we're all here. Don't do anything. So sometimes distress, sometimes disagreement leads to church growth leads to the salvation of others. So in Galatians, Paul talks about, I once was zealous for God to persecute Christians and to bring them back bound. But now Jesus set me free. And the gospel is the good news in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It talks about that Jesus lived, he ministered, he was crucified, died, buried, rose again, and was seen from many. At one setting, I think they said 500 people. So he said, and last of all, he saw me as one born out of, out of due time. I was born in the wrong time frame. Have you ever wondered what you would have done if you had been born before World War I? My grandfather served. Or World War II. Or in the roaring 20s. Or in different time frames. Or in the time of Jesus. I wouldn't have crucified. I wouldn't have been with them. Yes, you would have, and I would have too. So Paul is saying, I am the authority, not as man has called me, but as God hath called me. And God has called each and every one of us for some type of ministry. It may be Blunt County Schools like I was for 43 plus years. And that was my ministry. To minister to kids. And teachers and their parents and the school folks. So you have a calling also. Now you may think, hey, here's my calling. There's some people that think, Maybe Paul thought that, that, hey, I'm called. I'm going to start preaching tomorrow. But you'll notice that three years passed. He went into Arabia and then back up to Damascus. Fourteen more years passed before he actually began his public ministry, his first missionary journey. So sometimes when you're called, you think it's got to be microwave. I've got to do it right now. But God says, nope, my timing is not your timing. Other times, the Lord says, hey, go do this. And you're thinking, okay, Lord, 
two years down the road and then two weeks, you're in that situation or given that opportunity. So read through the book of Galatians. Understand some of the geography and the placement and where they were and what they did and some of the things that, that happened. And as we continue this study, hopefully my prayer is that we will have enlightenment, that we will have inspiration. Sometimes when I read the word, I don't want this to sound disrespectful, but it's black words on white paper. Other times when I read it, it jumps off the page at me, and I can't get enough. And this scripture sends you to this scripture. That's why I'm reading from Acts and quoting from 1 Corinthians and looking back at, at some things and the things that happened in Paul's ministry. So let the word be alive. Guess who the word is? Jesus is the word. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So eat it, internalize it, and, and learn from it. I like Sister Kim's Sunday school class. They are the class of deeper roots. Psalm 42, verse 7 says, Deep calleth unto deep. So I don't want to have in our these last days shallow Christians and Christians who don't eat the Word. Because I'm going to tell you, the more you read the Word, the more you read the Word. The more you pray, the more you pray. So, get excited, as Paul was excited, but for the right reason. Doing it the right way. And the word you'll find is brand new. I read today's paper, and it's pointless. My wife's grandfather used to say, if you want to Go to bed with nothing on your mind. Read the Daily Times. <laughs> but uh, you read the Word, and it will jump off the page at you. Ask for favor with God and with man. Say, Lord, open your Word to me. Let me learn, because I'm going to tell you, the more I know, the more I know I don't know. And it's about 7.42, and I promised myself, because we had some folks last week that wanted to ask some questions. So if anyone has any questions, I'll refer you to Pastor Paul and Sister Kim. <laughs> and I'll try to answer some too. Do you have any questions about chapter 1 of Galatians? I love it. I like it. I want some more of it. So read, study. Are all minds clear? There's healing in the Word of God. I get you want to have faith. Everybody does. And we get into chapter 3 and 4. Abraham, his faith was accounted to him as righteousness. But faith cometh by Hearing and hearing 
and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing almost till it becomes redundant and hearing by the word of God. So, you're blessed. Pastor, do we, other than dismissing with prayer, do we ask somebody to, Megan, you want to come back and take this microphone and sing us one more Let's Go to Heaven song? I'm just... <coughs> She's always prepared. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for this evening that you've given us to worship you. I pray, dear Lord, that your anointing will be on everyone that comes on this property. Dear Lord, we apply the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus for our pastor and his wife, their family, to all the families that attend or those who have family members who attend this church. And may many souls be won as a result of the ministries of this church. Because, Lord, we know you're coming soon. Even so, come soon. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we ask these things by the blood of the Lamb and the Word of God. Amen and amen.